Blog Talk Radio. Hello, 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 and welcome to Creating a Championship Standard of Living. I am your host, Mr. Miles W. Miller. People, it is January 23rd, 2010, and you know, every Saturday we meet together live to do this phenomenal event, but it wouldn't be an event without you being here and just being a part of something dynamic each and every week. It's become dynamic because you come back, and I honor you, and I thank you. I I am so blessed to have you as my listening audience. I'm so honored that you keep entrusting me to share wisdom with you and that we we are having a, a great time here together. You know, we've almost been together a full year. And the first weekend in February, there'll be one year that we've done this together, and I'm so excited that I've had the honor to be here with each and every one of you each and every week for close to 52 weeks now. You have been a dynamic blessing to my life. You don't realize how important you've been. It's been absolutely (laughs) mesmerizing to know that each and every one of you keep coming back and that you keep telling your friends about creating a championship standard of living. People, without a shadow of a doubt, I thank you. I'm honored by you. I can't say it enough. I'm honored by you because you keep coming back. And because you keep coming back, I want to make this show absolutely phenomenal each week you come back. So what I want you to do is I want you to continue to leave comments, testimonies, things that I can do to improve the show, everything. Anything, any constructive criticism, I, I would love to hear it. So what I want you to do is always keep in contact with me. You can contact me via email at mileswmiller at gmail.com. That's M-Y-L-E-S-W-M-I-L-L-E-R. Or you can connect to me on any of the social networking sites. I'm on Facebook at facebook.com slash mileswmiller, myspace at myspace.com slash mileswmiller, or even Twitter at twitter.com slash, you guessed it, mileswmiller. So I look forward to hearing from you guys. You can also leave comments on the Blog Talk Radio site here because I I read everything and I'm just amazed by some of the things that people have been saying. You know, we definitely have been driving and doing a great job here. So, to keep everything moving smoothly, like I said, just keep in contact with me. Just let me know what you think, even if it's just to say hi. I will. I reply to all con- comments and um, things of that nature. So moving forward, before we go forward any further, I want to turn this show over to God's Holy Spirit so that we all get what we came for, and that is a move of his spirit. People, 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 people. We got a dynamic show planned for you tonight. I know that a lot of people are secretly going through hurts and pains that if shows like tonight don't happen, they may never get healed. They may never get delivered. They may never get set free from the things they're going through. People, abuse, sexual abuse is, is something that is not to be joked with or played with. And I want everybody to who hears this show tonight, if you have a friend, a loved one that you know may be battling the same issue, I want you to make sure that if they're not listening live, if you can't get them to the show live, at least email the podcast to them because it's, it's that important. What we're doing here is really that important. So I want you to really open your heart up to what we're doing tonight, and I really want you to, to really embrace what it is we're doing tonight because it's, it's definitely important. This is something that people need, and this is, a, this is a public service that we're doing tonight that people need. There are people that I know, you know, that are battling this, this, this very thing right now that I've invited to this show tonight 
uh, just so they can hear it and, and know that it's possible that you can overcome, you know, the hurts and pains that are associated with, with this, this particular demon. So with that said, I want to move forward in the show, and I'm going to do something a little different tonight. I'm going to give you the divine intervention for tonight, and then I'm going to go do something a little different. Tonight's divine intervention, actually it's, it's two divine interventions. I'm going to read to you. Um, they both come from Romans chapter 8. And I'm going to read to you from the King James Version of the Bible. I'm going to read to you Romans 8 and 18 and then Romans 8 and 28. And it reads, For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. Again, I'll read that. For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. In our double-barreled second um, divine intervention from Romans 8 and 28, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them which are called according to his purpose. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them which are called according to his purpose. People, tonight is a, a night for deliverance and healing. And just know that the, the, whatever it is you may be going through right now, that it, it pales in comparison to what God is getting ready to reveal in you. And know that everything that's happening, even even the good situations, even the bad situations, are all working together for your good. And we're going to give you tips and tools tonight for how to come out and come up. So without further ado, I'm going to move further into the show. I'm going to um, play a few uh, have a few public service announcements that we're going to play, and then I'll be right back with you. The images from Haiti are heartbreaking. Homes, hospitals, and schools are destroyed. Families searching for loved ones, parents trying to feed their children. But we can all do something. We can help the American Red Cross as it delivers the food, water, and medicine that can save lives. Donate $10 by texting Haiti to 90999. Visit redcross.org or call 1-800-RED-CROSS. Thanks for your help. We Americans are always at our best when we hear and heed the cries of others. When confronted with massive human suffering, Americans have always stepped up and answered the call to help. But there's never been anything on the scale of human tragedy in our own hemisphere, like what we're now witnessing in Haiti. Today, President Clinton and I are joining together to appeal to you with real urgency. Give now, and lives will be saved. Thank you. Thank you. We're back. I want to play a, a just a song, a, a, just just for this moment, for us to never forget what happened here, for us to move forward to help our brothers and sisters over in Haiti. 
at right now at a time like this, the world needs to unify and, and become one to help our, our brothers and sisters over there. So the next song is a tribute to the movement of, of unifying the world to reach out to our global partners in Haiti. And I'll be right back. Hello, and we're back. I just wanted to um, play that um, song. It just it reminds me of everything that we're going through right now. Uh, that's Unity by Rick James. And I just wanted to send it out to uh, all our, our brothers and sisters over in Haiti to let, let them know we, we're thinking about you and we're sending help. We're sending our love. We're sending our prayers. We're sending everything that we can possibly send to you to um, ensure that things will, will get better for you. Um, and as we're moving forward, Wow, you won't believe this, guys. My switchboard just actually disappeared on me for one second. I'm only I'm waiting for it to come back up because there's some other things I want to do for you. Um, oh, we're back here. Um, this that's the thing about live radio, people. You have to be ready for anything at any given time. So, I thank you for bearing with me all the time. We, we we've done this so much together now. We understand that things can happen, but we're always gonna keep rolling forward. I actually have. I'm gonna let President uh, Barack Obama give us. The presidential wisdom for this week. Hold on one second, people. What I reject is when some folks, all they've got to say is, let's go back and do the things that we were doing that got us into this mess in the first place. That's all. That, that's all they've got to say. Like we forgot. We didn't forget. It was only nine months ago. 
We, we understand exactly who and what got us into this mess. Now, we don't mind cleaning it up. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm grabbing my, my mop and my broom and, you know, we're scrubbing the floors and, 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 and trying to neaten things up. But, but don't just stand there and say, you're not holding the mop right. Don't, don't, don't just stand there and, and say, you're not mopping fast enough. Don't, 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 don't accuse me of having a socialist mop. Instead of standing on the sidelines, why don't you grab a mop? Help us clean up this mess and get America back on track. Help out a little bit. That was this week's presidential wisdom from our 44th president, President Barack Obama. In other words, what, to, to reiterate what the president was saying is that instead of standing by and watching things that need to be fixed and, and watching things not being in order, do whatever you can to put things in order. Again, going back even to what our what's going on with our brothers and sisters over in Haiti, you know, if you can if you can do something, don't sit up and complain about what's going on. Do what you can to help. And we're going to definitely rally together. Uh, my Roar partners here uh, with with this show here, we're definitely sending aid as much as we can over to Haiti to help out. And you know, I implore you to do the same things like in your own lives. You know, do something. Uh, to to be a, a assistance, to be an aid in this situation, because it's one thing just to sit up and watch it, but it's another thing to actually get your hands dirty and, and be a part of the blessing process of helping someone else make it to where they need to go. Which is even just the whole basis of tonight's show. We just want to we're, we're grabbing the mop on everything. We want to help people get their lives cleaned up and straightened up. And there's some things that have come to destroy people, but you know, going back to the divine interventions, even those things which have caused you pain now, even those things which have, have come against you to, to try to sidetrack you from your destiny, God will use the, the, the evil things that the enemy sets against you for your good. And tonight, like I said, we're going to give you a blueprint on how to move forward and how to, to, be, to, to walk in healing and to walk in wholeness and how to be delivered. But before we go any further, I want to do something dynamic. And I didn't get a chance to do this earlier in the show because I, I felt led to move in a different direction. But what I want to do is I want to take you to our segment of visualizing your ideal life, which is definitely, definitely, definitely a, a valid thing to do tonight, visualizing your ideal life. You know, each week we do this, this segment, and each week I get tons and tons of, of, of comments about the fact that the things that I'm teaching you here work. Visualization 
is a very dynamic tool to goal realization. What you're seeing in your imagination, what you see in your mind, you have the authority and the power to bring it to pass because we're, we're creative beings. We're created in the likeness and image of God who is a creative being, which means we are creative beings ourselves. So it's very important what you, what you think about because what you think about, you'll bring about. So each week, you know, I, I, I take you to this, this, this place. I take you to a movie theater, an IMAX movie theater, and this week's no different. I want you to imagine yourself in an IMAX movie theater, you know, with a larger-than-life screen, and I want you to see your ideal life on that screen. I want you to see yourself enjoying life. I want you to see yourself healed. I want you to see yourself whole. I want you to see yourself enjoying the, beautiful, the beauty and the beautiful things that this universe has. I want you to see yourself in abundance. I want you to see yourself enjoying life to the fullest. See, this is not the time to consider lack. This is not the time to consider anything you can't do. This is, this is your ideal time because the nightmare is over. It's time to realize your dream. So I want you to see yourself living your dream. I want you to see yourself living your dream. I want you to see yourself enjoying all the great things that life has, has for you. I want you to see yourself, if it's your desire to go to an exotic travel location, if it's your desire to get a brand new house, a brand new car, to finally ask that your dream spouse <laughs> out, whatever the case may be. For me, you know, I tell you each week, I, I have grown really fond of the Rolls-Royce Ghost. It's a beautiful automobile. It's a machine. It's not even just an automobile. It's a, it's a beautiful machine. And I see myself driving that car. And sometimes I see myself being driven in that car because it's, it's such a luxurious car. And not only do I see one of them, I see a whole fleet of them. Not just one, but a fleet of them because this is an abundant universe. And let me tell you something. Somebody somewhere woke up today and bought a Rolls-Royce Phantom, a half-a-million-dollar car. Somebody somewhere today woke up and bought a Rolls-Royce Phantom, and they were not worried about gas, they were not worried about insurance, and they were not worried about the cost. I'm telling you, dream without cost. Dream without, without worrying about limitation. I want you to see yourself living your ideal life irregard of limitation. Go back to that place where you, where you were when you were five years old when you could just dream about anything, when you could just create things with your mind. I want you to see yourself in that place. I want you to see yourself in that place that you know you belong. I want you to see yourself in that dream job, your dream career. I want you to see yourself doing something dynamic right now. Now, that you can picture yourself living your ideal life, I want you to fully embrace the emotions of that lifestyle. Fully embrace the emotions of being able to walk around debt-free. I want you to fully embrace the feeling of being with your dream spouse. I want you to fully embrace the feeling of walking into that debt-free home or driving that debt-free car, or going to that travel, exotic travel location. I want you to feel it. I want you to feel it. I want you to embrace it. Now that you can see it and now that you're embracing it, let's affirm what you're seeing. I want you to repeat on me. And now if you're driving somewhere right now, if you're listening to me on you're driving on the road, I want you to pull over to the side because this is a very interactive moment. I don't want you 
driving right now. This is, that is, this is not the time to drive. This is the time to listen to my voice and just hear me and repeat after me. Say, I receive all of my divine good free and unfettered right now. I receive all of my divine good free and unfettered right now. I receive all of my divine good free and unfettered right now. I receive all of my divine good free and unfettered right now. I receive all of my divine good free and unfettered right now. I receive all of my divine good free and unfettered right now. I receive all of my divine good free and unfettered right now. I receive all of my divine good free and unfettered right now. I receive all of my divine good free and unfettered right now. I receive all of my divine good free and unfettered right now. Now that you visualize your success and you visualize your ideal life and you've embraced the emotions and now that you've affirmed it, I want you to hold on to that feeling and don't let go of it. And we're going to move forward in the show. I want to play for you an inspirational song and then I'll be right back with you. Well, people, we're having a little technical difficulties. Um, just bear with me for a moment. But while we're waiting, I want to also uh, thank Miss Kiki, uh, Miss Kiki Richardson, a host of uh, Plain Devil's Advocate, who's actually taking care of our chat room for the night, which you know is an absolutely wonderful thing because it's always a great thing to have a chat room open. I, I love hearing about the comments and the things that are being said in the chat room. Um, just feel free to to express yourself in the chat room according to what's going on with the show. And, you know, I'm thankful to have good friends and good good people who, who are willing to help during situations like this. Also, I want to uh, thank personally my, uh, my my dynamic marketing consultant, uh, Ms. Tiffany Patton, who has absolutely uh, done some wonderful things here with uh, creating a championship standard of living and absolutely is, is responsible for this dynamic show that's going taking place tonight. So I want to thank her openly and honestly and, and publicly for uh, the things she's done to make sure this show tonight went off without a hitch. So um, we're going to try this again. We're going, to, we're going to try to get this inspirational song going. If not, I'm prepared to move forward without it. And apparently we we don't have it available right now. We'll come back to it. One thing I want to do, um, just also to let you guys know, I want to add. I want to add another dynamic to what we're doing here, as far as in aiding Haiti. 
right now, anybody who, who goes to Amazon.com and buys my book, The Power of Conquering Fear, I will donate $1 from every book purchased and donate it to the Haiti Relief Fund. So we're going to work together. I want you to go, go out right now. Go to Amazon.com. Search Miles W. Miller. That's M-Y-L-E-S-W-M-I-L-L-E-R. And look for the book, The Power of Conquering Fear. For everyone who buys The, the Power of Conquering Fear, I will donate $1 from each sale of the book and donate it to the Haiti Relief Fund because I believe we can all you know, come together here and, and help our brothers and sisters over there. I can't say it enough. I can't say it enough. So I really want you guys to, um, to really hear my voice on that one. And um, it appears my switchboard is responding now. So we're going to try to play this song here. And then we'll be right back. Too many storms have passed your way and you're all washed out. Cause it rained on your parade Seems nobody cares about you anyway Now you're living your life like a castaway Search for strength and time Was it all in vain? Cause the deeper you dig You find more and more pain Don't let your tomorrow be like yesterday Cause I'm a book to God I called out your name And on your behalf
you want right now, but it sure could be a lot worse. Just be blessed. Hello, and we're back. I thank you for uh, with your for your patience. That was the song "Be Blessed" by Yolanda Adams, and every time I hear that song, it really touches my spirit, and it really touches me to hear it, hear her voice singing that song. It's something about that song is so dynamic. I knew that it was the perfect song for tonight for what we're doing. Um, like I said, if you got any friends or family that have dealt with abuse. I want you to really make sure that if they haven't, they're not listening to this show live, that you get them to this podcast because this is a show that people need to hear because it's going to change people's lives. It's going to this is going to be the springboard to to loose them into their destiny, so that they don't have to be bound by the by the the things that have hurt them and have come to ensnare them. Because you're getting ready to hear some dynamic, um, some dynamic wisdom from a person who who's been there, and who's overcome it, and who God is using now. To, to be an example of, of overcoming something that the enemy meant for bad that God can use it for good. So I want to play for you an introductory promo, and then we'll be right back. magazine and Amazon bestseller, The Enemy Between My Legs, takes an honest look at the long-term effects of child sexual abuse and molestation. It opens our eyes to the sexual abuse that occurs in our homes and at the hands of our family members and close friends. Author Stephanie L. Jones shares her own story of the ongoing impact of seven years of child molestation. Stephanie boldly addresses issues such as the link between child molestation and sexual dysfunction, promiscuity, abortion, masturbation, food and retail therapy, low self-esteem, relationship and trust issues, and much more. This powerful book will help victims begin their journey to healing. It will help parents avert the abuse of their children and assist victims in breaking the bondage of their past. It will help adult sexual abuse victims understand how those experiences might still be affecting their lives. It will help victims break free from past hurts, help bring healing to families, break the generational cycle of sexual abuse and move from victim to survivor. The Enemy Between My Legs is available online at stephanieljones.com and Amazon.com, also at select bookstores across the U.S.
Hello, we're back. That uh, promo was the the commercial for the book, The Enemy Between My Legs, which was written by our guest tonight, uh, Ms. Stephanie, Mrs. Stephanie L. Jones, who's going to be on momentarily. But I just wanted to introduce her to you first and just let you know that you're getting ready to hear a dynamic testimony from a, a woman who, who's been through some intense battles. But through those intense battles, she never let go of her faith, and she's never let go of of the fact that that greater is God in her than anything that's in this world or anything she's facing in this world. And she's here tonight to help break things free, break things in your life that may be keeping you locked in because of, of some abusive uh, situation that you may have been in. And, I, and she's going to be open and honest about her life, so I want you guys to really hear what she has to say and understand that, you know, just because some bad things have happened to you, it doesn't have to stop you from being who you've been called to be. You don't have to live a life of misery. You can live a, a powerful life regardless of what people, places, or things perpetuate and do to you. So without further ado, I want to bring to the show our dynamic guest, Ms. Stephanie, Mrs. Stephanie L. Jones. Stephanie, are you there? I'm here. How are you? It's absolutely, uh, I'm absolutely phenomenal. It's an honor to have you on the show tonight. Likewise, it's just an honor to be with you. I'll tell you, I've been listening in, and you have truly, truly blessed me tonight. If anyone joined your show and they were feeling down, they should feel uplifted and inspired now. So I thank you for just being a blessing to me with all of the encouragement. I really do. I am so honored, and always, you know, I, I can't take the credit for. It. I give, I give glory to God on that one because this is, this show is not scripted. We, I trust God's Holy Spirit to, to lead and guide me and give the, you know, the audience something dynamic each and every week. Amen. Praise God. Well, Stephanie, we we brought you on here tonight because there, this this topic that we're talking about is very, very, um, is needed. There's a lot of people who are who are secretly battling uh, this very demon that you've overcome and i want you to just to share with the people for you know maybe two take two minutes and just share with the people your um your reason for writing the book the enemy between my legs first and foremost well i i wrote this book because number one it, i i have to say god told me to because i i could have picked anything else in the world to do and to write about, but God sent me on a mission, and I'm glad that I was handpicked by God, and I absolutely love what I do now. But this book is really to help people make the connection between things that happened to them in their past to different situations that they could be going through now or things that happened to them in their teenage and young adult years. Okay. I I realized that a lot of people are in the situation that I was in. And that's, you know, there were so many things that they have gone through in life, alcohol abuse and drug abuse or just low self-esteem, sexual promiscuity, abortion, whatever it may be. And they're hurting and they're suffering because of these things. There's so much guilt. There's so much shame. However, they don't connect all of that, all of those issues, back to what happened to them when they were three and when they were four and five and seven years old. And I always say this, 
If you were to ask me at 20 years old and at 21 years old when I was getting high and when I was an alcoholic at that age, why? I would not have said, well, this happened to me when I was six and it's affecting me today. We don't relate the two things together, and that's what this book is all about. I detailed different things and different struggles of my teenage years and my young adult years to show people how because of that molestation, it led to one thing after the next. Wow. wow. So while you're going through this, 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 this trauma and this trial, did you realize that you were being abused? No, well, there was a, at some point I did, but here was the thing. It started when I was so young, as far as I remember, because a lot of people don't remember all of the details about being molested, and there are still some things that I think I don't recall. But as far as I know, it started when I was five years old. Now, Mm -hmm. I remember being molested by two teenage boys, when at the age of five, and I remember specific incidents and things that they said and things that they done to me and things they made me do to them. So at five years old, you're not really comprehending that. Your parents are not talking to you about sex, and they're definitely not talking to you about child molestation. I don't ever remember even hearing that word growing up. Right. And so... I really didn't understand it at that time, just how bad it was. Now, did I know it wasn't right? Yes, I knew something wasn't right because it was always some sneaking going on. I knew, I, I said, I knew when I heard some footsteps coming at five and six years old, I knew to jump up. But did I realize the impact of what was happening to me? No. But I'll tell you this, Miles, and I'm very honest about this. Once I got older, and I'm talking about 9 and 10 and 11 years old, and it was still going on, I knew then. But at that point, I be- my body began to desire it, wow. and I didn't want it to stop. And that's one of the number one things that ails so many people that have been molested. They feel guilty and ashamed about that issue right there. Wow. Wow. So, Stephanie, what would you say to a parent then who, who their child may be being abused and they may sense something's going on, but they don't know how to approach it? You know, I, I get that question all the time, and I always tell parents, look, if you even think, if there's even some suspicion there, then you have to act. No, I'm not saying, well, you go to the person and you accuse them and different things like that, but you start to observe and you talk to your child. You be you be open and you be honest with them, and then start to observe things about your children, what they're doing, and don't just ignore those things. And then you have to handle that in the way that you see necessary. And for some parents, I'll tell you, they don't want to make that decision to separate from a spouse. They don't want to prosecute. There's a lot of things they don't want to do because these are individuals that we love and trust, but they have to ultimately make the decision that will best benefit their children and their children's children. We're talking about generational curses and problems here. So don't just sit on it and say, oh, well, you know, maybe I'm just overreacting. Do something. Right. 
Right. And that's just the whole theme of tonight is to do something. We're here trying to help people because I know, like I said, some people, they're hearing this show, and if they hadn't heard this show, they would have known that it was possible for them to get help and that it's possible that they can overcome it. So in, in going down that route, in being an overcomer, how has going, you know, just dealing with this situation, how has this affected your relationships, even with yourself and, and, and men, for that matter? It was not easy at all. When I was young, I was always attracted to older men. So that was the start of my relationship problems right there. I'm talking about being 13 and 14 and 15 years old, being involved with grown men at that age. And I know now through prayer and talking to God, I understand that because I was molested by older men in my family as well, uncles of my family, I understand now that I had an attraction to older men. I didn't think the little boys in in school with me could satisfy me because I was doing adult things. And so that just carried on through my teenage years. I was sexually promiscuous. I thought that sex could solve every issue. I thought that it could make a man love me or it could make someone want to be with me. And the more I put myself out there, the more these men would want me just for that reason because that's how I portrayed myself. That's how I put myself out there as a sexual object. So when they got what they wanted and walked away, then my self-esteem just kept going lower and lower and just so many things just started mounting up in my life. And that's just how it works. That's how it goes. It's a cycle that happens And so my relationships were very bad, very poor. I had poor relationships with my friends in school because I was always competing with other girls. I never felt that I was good enough, never felt that I looked good enough, that my breast was big enough. I didn't like anything about myself. So I competed with other girls. I I had problems with my family members. I was angry a lot, and, of course, there were just the number of issues that I had with men. And then there were the problems that I had in my marriage, and that was the turning point for me is when I got married and God blessed me with a man who truly loves me and supports me and loves God first and foremost, I didn't know how to handle that. I was... I was having problems. I couldn't have sex with my own husband. And I called out to God, look, something is not right here. Lord, how did I get here? But again, it's very difficult for a person to make the connection to those problems to what happened to them in their childhood. Wow. Wow. So how were you able to overcome the things I know you, you you prayed a lot. Oh yes. How were you able to? How how was your husband able to deal with the, the situation? You know, I, I'll tell you this. My husband is is wonderful. I, I truly give honor to to God and truly love God for my for my husband, and and I honor him because when I started telling him what was wrong with me, then that opened up a door for us to communicate. See, that's the problem. A lot of women have been molested, 
and they're unable to have sex with their husbands or they can't have sex with the lights off or it's so many different issues. They just want to hurry up and get it over with or it, it's painful for them or they have these memories that they're that are floating through their mind about what happened to them in the past while they're having sex. These are a number of the issues that I was dealing with. And when they don't talk to their spouse about it, then he's thinking there's something else, that it's a problem with him, or maybe she's having an affair, or maybe she just doesn't love me anymore. And no, that's not it. She's just hurting. And so when I finally told my husband, I mean, it just opened up the door for God to just move in. And my husband would just pray for me and love on me and tell me that, you know, it will be okay. He understood, but he saw that I was seeking God. He saw that I was doing something to heal, and I didn't keep that secret from him any longer. And so I always tell women, look, don't keep that secret. If it's something you're struggling with, if you haven't healed, open up. That's your husband, and prayerfully they have a husband that understands and that would not then begin to belittle them or their family members. Right, right. That's, that is a dynamic piece right there. You, you have to be supportive of someone. You can't tear them down after they've shared a, a, a deep secret like that. Yes, I've had women tell me that, that they told their husbands, and then the husbands became abusive, verbally abusive, and started saying things to them about being molested. Look, men, you don't want to go that route, and I'll tell them you definitely don't want to go the route of then saying things bad about her family. Right. And let me let me say this vice versa, Miles, because men are abused too. Right. Now I've yes. had plenty of men reach out to me that have been molested as well. A lot of men. So let me not just say let me not make it sound like I'm just speaking to the women here tonight. I'm speaking to the men too that have been molested. Wow. Wow. That's something that, you know, people Men usually are we are taught to hide emotions, and not men don't cry and, and things like that. And I've learned that a lot of men, especially in the African American community, are hurting because they're hurt and can't share it with with their share their pain to even get delivered from it. You're right because society tells them to man up, be a man about it, and so they carry that hurt and that pain. And you know what? It usually comes out in some way, yeah. whether they are abusive to women. And I don't just mean physically abusive. I mean emotionally, right. uh, verbally. No matter what happened, a lot of men who are molested become rapists. Now, that's a, another issue. A lot of men who are molested go on to do what? Go on to become child molesters themselves or just their self-esteem. And I'm, I'm going to put this out here because it is what it is. A lot of men who are molested go on to become homosexuals. Now, we don't want to talk about that, right. but it is what it is. And I'll tell you, I have a lot of men tell me that. I didn't come up with that. I always tell people, go, do the research, get on CDC, look what the government stats say. They research it all the time. That is definitely a reason why people struggle with the issue of homosexuality and lesbianism because a lot of them are molested by same-sex individuals in their families. Wow. 
Wow. Wow. This is this this is heartbreaking news to hear. I mean, you know, but it but it puts in perspective a lot of things you see people dealing with that you you just don't understand why people are going through this and why are people dealing with this. So it definitely does put this in perspective. But Stephanie, I got to ask you this question. Yes. And it's a sincere question. Have you come in contact with the people who have abused you since those events? Oh, almost every day. Oh, wow. I mean, these are my family members. These are not individuals that I don't see anymore. These are not individuals that I shut out of my life. These are my family members that I'm very close to. And I'll tell you, I love them. One of the first things that I started doing when I started to really seek God for healing is I started praying for them. Wow. I started praying that they get better, that they are healed from whatever made them hurt me in the first place. Because I believe that if they hurt me, if these are my family members who I know love me, yes, I know they do, and some people struggle with that, but this is my situation. If these are individuals who I know love me, then what was there? What was going on in their lives to make them do this to me? So I started praying against that. I started praying for them and for those evil things that was happening to them in their lives. And there's there's a history of child molestation in my family. I'm talking about generations going back to my great-grandmother that we all know about. You know, now I have family members, uncles, who have told me about uncles, great-uncles who molested them, who were doing things to them. So we're talking about generational problems. So I started praying for that to be broken in my family. Wow. And, again, it goes back to our scripture that that even though these things are – these are these things all work together for good, and you were able to get people get for deliverance to take place. You had somebody had to be able to, to identify what the enemy was and call it out. And you know, I, 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 that takes a a lot of courage for for everything you've done with this project, with this book, even coming on here tonight. I know this is this is what you do now. You're an advocate to to stop sexual abuse and, and molestation. But I have to ask you this other question in Dealing with, you know, seeing the people who cause you the, the grief and, and being able to forgive them, I guess there's somebody out there right now saying, I can never forgive them. How did you have the courage to forgive them? You know, Miles, I'll tell you, number one, I made it about myself. I think that has been the problem with child molestation for so long and why we don't progress in this area. Whenever we hear it talked about in the media, no matter what type of media outlet, whether it's radio or television or books or movies or newspapers, the emphasis is always put on the molesters. Yes. It's never about what happens to the people that have been molested. How do, how do we heal? How do we move forward? And so I made it about me. There was a time period where I didn't focus on who molested me at all. I made it just about Stephanie. And 
healing my heart and my soul and what I was going through. I asked God to deal with me, and then I was able to then move on and be able to forgive them. And see, that's the thing. A lot of people have to be able to deal with their own emotional issues and psychological issues, whatever they're dealing with, before they can even address that issue. you got to understand forgiveness is about being able to move on yourself. Now, I know we hear that and we think, oh, that sounds so like a cliche, but it is what it is. It is the truth. It's about moving on. A lot of people don't even realize they're still broken and they're still bound by people and things that have happened to them. And in a lot of cases, Miles, guess what? Those individuals have gone on and they're dead now. Right. And, and you, you have people who are still, they can't be in relationships, they're still alcoholics or their self-esteem or they're in debt, they're dealing with so many issues, they're eating themselves to death, they're doing all of these different things, bringing harm to themselves, and these individuals have gone on, they, they're married or they're deceased or whatever the case may be. You know what? I said, this is about Stephanie. And I, I want to talk about one area of forgiveness that's very seldom talked about, and that is the area of forgiving yourself. Wow. See, I learned more that I felt I was more angry with myself about what I had did as a result of what happened to me than I was about anything. I felt more ashamed about the alcoholism, about the promiscuity, about the drug abuse, about all the things that I used to do, the little things I used to steal, about being on that abortion table. See, I felt more ashamed about those issues, and I was having a hard time forgiving myself about that than anything. And once you deal with yourself, it's much easier to deal with other people. Wow. Wow. Stephanie, I wish we could talk, talk a little bit longer. But we're coming to that time in the show where we have to come to a close. And I want you, before you go, um, I want you to do two things for me. Uh, I want you to let the people know where they can find you and how they can get in contact with you. And also, I want you to pray for the people who, who are here in this show that, that may have gone through abuse, even the, the family members and the people that are with them now that love them, to come out of this situation and be made whole. Absolutely. I tell you, my information can be found online at stephanieljones.com. Again, that's stephanieljones.com, or they can Google Stephanie L. Jones. They can Google the title of the book, The Enemy Between My Legs. It's all out there. A excerpt from my book is on my website as well. They can click on the audio and listen to me read just that introduction of my book. They can find out a lot of information there. And I want to begin exactly how you begin, and that is with the Word of God, because that's where it started with me. It's going right to the Word of God. The first scripture that God gave me was Third John and 2, and it says, Beloved, I wish above all all things, that thou mayest prosper and be in health even as thy soul prospereth. And I think that's so important because sexual abuse is about much more than the physical. It's about what happens to our soul, to our mind, our will, and our emotions. 
And so I want people to, you know, heal in their souls and to be well. And then Isaiah 54 and 4, the scripture, the word of God, the one word from God that I have stood on since I realized what happened to me. And that is, fear not, for thou shalt not be ashamed, neither be thou confounded, for thou shalt not be put to shame, for thou shalt forget the shame of thy youth. And that's what child molestation ultimately boils down to, is the shame of our youth. But God said he will redeem us from the shame of our youth. So, Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I just... Thank you, and I glorify you, and I thank you for Miles, Father. I pray, Lord, that you bless him. I thank you, Lord, for giving us the opportunity to speak life unto your children tonight. I pray, Lord, against the evil spirit of abuse that has attacked your children, your people, Lord, for thousands of years, Father. I pray against it right now, and I declare that on tonight. People are being healed and delivered, Father, that this will be the beginning of their healing journey. And, Father, that they will walk in the calling that you have for them. I pray, Lord, for every child right now, for every child that is in this situation, I pray, Lord, that they will come out of it right now. I pray, Lord, even for those that have offended us, I pray, Lord, that you will heal them of their wicked ways and that they will repent. Father, I pray healing over every single person that has been abused. I pray your love and your anointing and your power over them. And Lord, we give you glory and we thank you, Lord, because we know that you are an awesome God, that you are a healing God, and that with you all things are possible. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. We thank, thank you. Father. We we thank you for that. That that thank you, Lord. Some somebody somewhere, you, yeah. you mark my words, has been set free. And the deliverance has began yes, in their lives, yes. and yes. that's what we're here for. We're here to help people. We're here to help people get set free. We're the light. We're the salt of the earth. We we are here to help our brothers, you know, get to that place where they're supposed to be. We're here to help our sisters get to that place where they're supposed to be. And I thank you for for allowing God to use you in such a dynamic way to help people get set free. I thank you. I, I love what I do. And, you know, that scripture that you started off with in Romans, that was just so powerful because that's it. Our testimony, the God will get the glory and it shall be revealed in us. But individuals just have to reach out, reach out and take some practical steps. And that's one of the last things I want to say is that, you know, yes, it begins with the word of God, but Miles, there's also some practical steps that people need to take to heal, and it may be talking about it. It may be that there are some individuals that they need to stop, you know, hanging around or some things they have to stop doing, some music they can't listen to, some books they can't read, some shows they can't watch. They have to do what it takes to get their healing. Wow. Well, Stephanie, on that note, I thank you so much for coming out tonight and any way I can help you, you know, further uh, get your word out and get your point across, I am here to help you. Uh, I thank you so much again for coming out because this is this is absolutely something that was needed. I know people needed to hear what you had to say. 
Likewise, and I mean the same thing for you. I'm going to go online and, and, and get that book because I am definitely want to live like a champion. So I thank you for all that you're doing, and, and God's very best to you. And thank you, and I receive it. Well, people, we, um, we've come to that point in the show where I have to say goodbye but not farewell. We're, we're going to... Um, <laughs> I'm just thankful to to, to Miss, Mrs. Stephanie Jones for coming out here tonight and just opening up her heart. And I know that somebody somewhere heard her 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 heart within her heart of being an overcomer. And people, what I want you to to know tonight is that take for what you heard tonight. Open your heart up. If there's somebody you know who needs to hear this podcast, send it to them. I, I offer this show to you free of charge. Send this send this show out to somebody who needs help who needs to be set free, who needs to be delivered. I, I, I charge everybody who can hear my voice right now to send this show out to anybody you know needs help. Anybody you know who's battling something something that seems like it's consuming them and will never let them go, send this show to them. And I bet you, you'll see a change in lives. Before I go, I want to thank each and every one of you for showing up and showing out, showing out tonight. I want to thank, first and foremost, I want to thank God for giving us this, this platform. I want to thank Mrs. Stephanie L. Jones, uh, the author of The Enemy Between My Legs. Um, also, I want to thank Ms. Angel Eyes for designing the flyer that, that went out this week. Uh, I want to thank Ms. Tiffany Patton for uh, arranging this show tonight. Also, I want to thank uh, Ms. Karen Donald for uh, some um, assistance in putting the show together as well. Also, um, just giving uh, acknowledgments to... Dr. Walter Sims, he uh, actually, we actually broke bread this weekend in Atlanta, and it was a great meeting uh, to Ms. Tanoa Bond and Ms. Kiki uh, Richardson. Uh, thank you all for your assistance, Mr. J.L. Godfrey, uh, Coach Ryel Sims, uh, uh, Phil Garnet, uh, Mr. Harry Shade. I want to give a special acknowledgement to, um, to Ms. De- Denise Wharf out in um, Melbourne, Australia, who's been listening to my show, I thank you for following. Uh, everybody who I may have forgotten, who I may have missed, please for charge to my head, not to my heart. I want to also acknowledge my pastor, Pastor Gennaro Lee and Lady Tiffany Lee, uh, Bishop Wayne T. and uh, Dr. Beverly Jackson, and each and every one of you for, for tuning in faithfully each and every week. So without a shadow of a doubt, this has been Mr. Miles W. Miller for creating a championship standard of living, giving you and leaving you with my motto and my mantra, my mantra and my motto. Don't ever give up. Don't ever quit in your dreams. Don't ever give up. Don't ever quit in your dreams. God bless you, and I'll see you next week. Pretzel Crust fans, rejoice because it's back. By popular demand, Little Caesars Large. Soft pretzel crust pizza featuring a creamy cheddar cheese sauce, pepperoni, and a four-cheese blend surrounded by a delicious salted soft pretzel crust for just $6. Hot and ready every day between 4 and 8, and only 6 bucks from the home of pretzel crust pizza, Little Caesars. Pizza, pizza. At participating locations plus tax.